Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Empire. The collectible has officially hit its 2.0. Obviously, I'm a very um, tech-forward tech, uh, person and always on the bleeding edge of that stuff. But, uh, but uh, we think that these AR cards are also a great way to introduce NFTs to people who don't necessarily get it immediately. That's Nate Slutsky. He and co-founder Aaron Linsky of Verified Inc. will join us to discuss how NIL opened a marketplace and modern collectibles are the outcome. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. There is a have to see it to believe it aspect of this podcast, as there is a part where you're going to hear the guys describe their new cards. You're going to hear me call them cool over and over. And obviously you can't see them. So we will be sure to post the video so that you can see what we're talking about on our LinkedIn profile at FutureSport, F-U-T-R, S-P-R-T. Our guests this week are Aaron Linsky and Nate Slutsky, who are the co-founders, co-CEOs of Verified Inc., which is a first-ever NIL platform empowering high school and college student athletes to design, mint, and sell their own trading cards. Hi to both of you. Thanks for joining us. Hi, nice to meet you here over uh, the Zoom call. Uh, whichever one of you wants to start, let me know what was the background of this. Why did you get into this? Sure, I can I can lead off there. My background is for ten years I was a college football coach. I was um, student assistant at University of Colorado. I coached at a small D three school, but I also was a GA at Rutgers University, and I was the special teams coordinator at Fordham University in New York City for a number of years. And after I left coaching. I went on a mission to really start to help athletes. And it started first in the recruiting space where I worked at, uh, or I started a company called Verified Athletics, and I helped college coaches to find athletes to recruit. Because uh, I found that a lot of recruiting services that were out there basically just charged kids a bunch of money, didn't really help them a whole lot. And I wanted to kind of flip that on its head and, and collect money from the college teams that really do want help to recruit the athletes and do everything for free for the athletes and, and empower them a little bit more. Um, that's you know, been really great been really exciting. We've grown that to represent about 400 college teams across multitude of sports. And in that time, you know, we wanted to take it to the next level. And to me, the next level is instead of finding ways to give free things to athletes, why don't we find a way to help them to get paid? And, you know, the recent legislation changes in the NCAA and on down to high school um, that allow athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness got, got me thinking. And that's when I connected with Aaron, um, who I've known since we were probably in kindergarten or first grade. Um, and we were talking and Aaron had a real fascination with the crypto world, NFTs, things like that. And that's when we realized that there was a huge opportunity here to build something that would allow athletes to profit, you know, both the, the highest of the high, you know, division one 
athletes in men's basketball and football all the way on down to, you know, lots of athletes in high school and college that have some value to their name, image, and likeness. We can help them to profit while also giving fans an opportunity to truly like get in the game and to allow them to invest in these athletes' careers and, um, you know, kind of like start what we call the future of fandom around here. Okay, Aaron, what's your backstory? How did you end up in this? Yeah, so as Nate said, uh, we, we've been uh, friends since we were very young. Um, so I played college sports. I played uh, volleyball at Princeton. Um, and then after that, uh, took a job at a hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates, um, where I've been working for the past 14 years in technology most of the time. So I've always been very interested in tech, any new technology, any new applications, and, and you know, what problems can it solve? Um, and so uh, I... Uh, I had actually convinced Nate to come at, in between his coaching stint and verified athletics. I convinced him to come work with me at, at, at Bridgewater. Um, and so we remained close there and we were just kind of, you know, in 2017 and 2018, I had gotten into, uh, um, into crypto because that was the thing, um, made, made money, lost all that money. Um, and then, uh, and then kind of lost interest. And in 2020, uh, took another peek at it. Um, and at that, by that time, you could actually do something with the crypto. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just a casino. Um, you can make new things. Um, and one of the uh, most interesting and practical things that I, I saw that you can make with this um, blockchain technology were collectibles. Um, and so at that point, uh, I was just hanging out at Nate's house and said, why don't we make the ultimate rookie card? And, and as Nate um, talked about uh, a few minutes ago, uh, that's what we did. So. Um, I, I'd say that's, that's probably the, the genesis of, of this. Okay. So who is making the ultimate rookie card? Is it the player? Is it a designer who who's doing that? That that's the, yeah, that's the, the, I think the great thing about the platform and as Nate alluded to the connection, the athletes themselves are creating it. Um, it, it was probably started around 20, 2011 with Instagram, but, um, Technology today, you can make some pretty cool and good-looking things um, without necessarily needing to be a um, an artist yourself. Um, and so, what we we've done is we created a very simple interface for uh, these athletes to, within probably three minutes, create a card that is unique that represents their style and personality, um, but then also looks good. For to look at, on our website in the um, in our marketplace, you can see we have hundreds of these cards all designed by the athletes themselves, um, not by us or, or a designer, which is, which is very unique in the, um, in the collectible world where mostly it's the athlete will pose for a picture, but other than that, they don't really have much to do with it. They might sign it as well. And then to add from a fan perspective, you know, all collectibles are more valuable, the more there's a stronger connection to the athlete themselves. So, you know, I think the perfect example is Tiger Woods golf clubs. You'd way rather own a pair of golf or a set of golf clubs that Tiger Woods played with than one that just have his name on it. Right. And it's the same thing here with these collectibles. These are collectibles that don't just have the athlete's name on them, but the athlete literally created them. And in many cases, if you're the primary buyer, you bought it directly from that athlete themselves. There also is a finite number of clubs that he uses. How are you looking at scarcity with these types of items? That, yeah, that is so important. Um, so um, in addition to playing sports, I've also been a lifelong collector growing up, collecting baseball cards and, and basketball cards. And um, and then watching that collectible market blow up, also then the digital collectible market blow up. And what we've done is we've seen what works and what doesn't work. 
And um, one thing that I'm, and Nate will, Nate will probably test this, that I'm very concerned about always is supply. Uh, and that's and that's what makes Verified Inc. very different from a lot of the other um, uh, one-off uh, uh, NFT drops by athletes. So what we're doing is we're guaranteeing that there is a managed supply for every athlete, and an athlete can't just go ahead and release a limited edition of 10, and then the next week release another limited edition of 10, and then do that in perpetuity. Because what that ends up doing is it makes those limited editions not so limited. Um, and so the way that it's working right now um, is to start, every athlete can make a launch edition, which has 10. Uh, and if there is enough demand for that athlete, we're, we're enabling an extended edition. And that will vary by the athlete um, of something like 50 to 1,000 at most. Um, and that's what we're starting with for the first year. Uh, and, and we do plan on enabling addition, additional additions going forward. Uh, but always maintaining the um, the scarcity that is important to collectors. So, like obviously, this is unique, and obviously, if you do control the scarcity aspect of it, you you have something that's probably going to be valuable. But I'm curious at what level and what the demand is for these things, because as you both know. Um, this market space has been flooded with all sorts of collectibles and artwork, whether it's teams, leagues, um, general artwork in general. You've seen prices drop on that in recent weeks. How do you guys kind of think through um, a very crowded market space and what the value of these items may be? I think the, at the end of the day, it's, it's really all about helping fans and collectors to feel a connection to the athlete. And so there's lots of ways that that can happen. And, and we try to structure the mechanics of the market itself, but also things that you can get out of it um, by buying a card of an athlete. Athletes can create cards that also, when you buy the cards, they'll follow you on Twitter or Instagram, right? You can create cards that, that would allow you that as a fan to get a 10 minute zoom with them, right? To help you to form and build that connection. There's other versions where when athletes list their top five schools, if you want to make a bid and try to purchase one of those cards, you can do so in a way where you also can list the school that, that you're supporting, right, of the top five. In which case, if the athlete does ultimately choose your school, you know, maybe you did, maybe you didn't have a huge impact on, on, the, on the athlete's final decision. But if they do choose your school, you certainly feel like that you are a part of that recruiting process. And when that athlete becomes a Heisman winner, you know, All-American, you know, you feel like you were a part of that. And so to me, that that's the key is to help the athletes or the fans to feel like that they can be connected to the athletes in that way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We've talked to a lot of people that are in this type of space in many different ways, and all of them have discussed utility that it's not just a transactional trade for a collectible anymore do you, do you guys kind of agree with that it sounds like you do agree that there must be something attached to it to to keep the value yeah the the uti- like it's the baseline is that they've created it which is definitely unique utility and that the athlete receives 94% of the cash flow that is also very unique in the in the industry the best that we've seen of any other competitor is at 50% and then the the top uh, collectibles are more that, that it's mostly for professional athletes are more in the two to twenty percent range. Um, so those two utilities are the baseline. But yes, we we absolutely believe that, and we want to continue to uh, innovate on on bringing that connection closer. Um, and so there's there's one other one other utility that we haven't mentioned that doesn't necessarily translate to a podcast, a non-video, an audio podcast. Well, but we're also introducing um, augmented reality cards. Huh. So you can hold, um, so this is what it looks like. You can literally hold the card in your hand. When you look at it through, you just scan the QR codes, you look at it through your phone camera and you see the card on one side, you flip it over and the video is playing on the other. Huh. Um, Th- that's I can cool. show you that if, if you'd like to see. I, I just know it won't translate. No, that's really, that's really cool because, you know, like a lot of what is happening in this space too, um, we've done a lot of work with, you know, literal traditional collector groups and their pushback consistently about nfts and all these types of collectibles is but i want to display it on my wall but i want to put it on uh, but i want to hold it in my hand and at some point their belief not entirely but their belief is without this tangible literal asset that i can look hold show to people display you know what is it going to be worth in the future and and it seems like you guys have thought that through too yeah, it, that's that's exactly right. And you know, again, we're we're coming at it as collectors as well. Um, and so we we do share that. And obviously, I'm a very um, tech tech uh, forward person and always on the bleeding edge of that stuff. But uh, but uh, we think that these AR cards are also a great way to introduce NFTs to people who don't necessarily get it immediately. So there there's Nas. And oh, that's really cool. And then on the back is the is what I'm most excited about which is uh, the videos playing. You can't do this with a physical card. That's really cool. And then, and then all you, thank you, thank you. And then all you have to do is just scan that. Well, you can't really see it, but you, you just scan the QR code and uh, it opens up a web, it brings you to our website. That's very cool. Um, all right, let me ask you about a couple big topics um, and, and kind of lean in on your expertise. Nate, let me start with you as having someone who worked in college athletics for a long time. As you see what's happening, uh, I, I don't need you to get into all the broad stuff about the mega conferences and all this other stuff, but NIL has changed a lot here. Um, what is just your general takeaway of the state of college athletics in this new landscape? Well, I think there's a lot of things going on all at once, but they do, I think, circle around a theme. And I think that theme is athlete empowerment. For a really long time, athletes have kind of not gotten their fair share especially at the college level of, you know, the revenue that's being generated and people are realizing that more and more. And I mean, honestly, the Supreme court is recognizing that as well. 
and they're forcing the change that probably has been long overdue, at least in my opinion, long overdue. And, you know, some examples of that are, you know, not just NIL, but the transfer portal, um, you know, you know, more, more rights basically given to athletes. And so what I think we're seeing now is athletes can find ways to go to quote unquote, the highest bidder. Right. And I don't think that that in itself has a dramatic shift on the landscape because at the end of the day, you know, athletes were going to the best schools, you know, any, you know, the Texas's and the Alabama's of the world, you know, they were going to get the best athletes regardless. And now they will just do so in ways that the athletes will, will benefit from more. Uh, but, you know, I think the other thing that adding to that is you add to it the transfer portal. And now you have a piece where even the schools that can identify good talent early on, you know, they're going to have a hard time hanging on to them because there's always the lure of the Alabamas and the Texas's of the world. Right. But at the same time, now the finances make it so truly like it would be unwise for athletes to stay at the schools that that originally recruited them. And so I think that more than anything is going to cause the biggest gap between the haves and the have nots. And so that's going to put every team in a position to either be part of the haves or, you know, maybe want to join in with conferences that are going to put in, I think, larger restrictions around who the, you know, like what you can and can't offer the athlete. And I think that that stuff is where it's going. And I think that that is why you're seeing all of the conference realignment stuff, because people are preparing themselves for that world where they either want to be a part of the no holds barred, like we're going all the way to the top, making our teams as best as we can, right? You're seeing the Big Ten, the SEC make moves in that direction. And you're seeing other conferences, you know, maybe making it less clear whether or not they're going to go in that direction. Okay. One other athlete question for you, and that is expectations in this landscape. Now that things are opened up, there might be some unrealistic expectations that athletes have. When you talk to them, what are you talking about as you try to explain what's happening, what the opportunity is, and what's realistic about it? The biggest problem right now is there's no real transparency into what anyone's deals are like. You know, really, it's all hearsay in news articles where everyone being quoted has, you know, really like incentives deal sound much, much bigger than it is, right? The athletes want to make it sound bigger. The schools want to make it sound bigger. The agents want to make it sound bigger. And there's no way to like, it's not like an NFL salary where it's like, you know, public record of, you know, what the contracts look like. And so I think that people are seeing numbers that are probably not reality. And then other people are building their expectations around that. And I think that that is causing some disappointment. I think that that disappointment is probably not quite here yet, but is probably coming. Um, and I think that that's really where our product comes in and really offers a really great solution is, is that, you know, these transactions for our NFTs are recorded on a blockchain in a very public way. And so athletes can really start to see what the value are, what the value is for different athletes in this space, right? And they can see what schools and their fans are supporting which athletes the most. Right. And so I think that, you know, it's not, it's certainly not the end all be all of all NIL is going to exist within our platform, but I think it will give you signals as to what athletes are more or less valued, um, you know, where people are in the pecking order and also, um, you know, which fan bases, which communities are doing more to support their athletes and their teams. Okay. Um, Aaron, before I let you go two technical questions for you, um, it's an interesting time to talk about cryptocurrency. You kind of laughed off some of the money that you lost during the casino era, and now we're in 
what they're calling crypto winter. Um, how do you kind of look at cryptocurrency and its future now and into the future? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the technology is great. Um, and, uh, and I think there's been obviously been a whole bunch of hype. There's hype back in, in 2017, 2018, there's hype now, there was hype last year. Um, and, uh, and with that, you're going to have disappointment. Um, and so this crash has, uh, basically washed out a lot of the, what I think is unhealthy grift and, uh, and greed and, um, and, and, uh, fraud. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of, a lot of these companies that were um, were taking irresponsible risks blow up. You're seeing a lot of the platforms or a lot of the releases that really weren't adding value and were just quick money grabs. Those are all gone. Um, and so that's great for us because we're now um, able to clearly express what our value add is, what Verified Inc's um, trying to deliver here. And, uh, and we're not, it's actually not as crowded of a uh, area anymore. Um, so for builders, I think this is a great time to, to focus on what are, what problems are you solving and make it very clear to the market, um, why you're adding value. And it's not just who can yell the loudest or who can, you know, raise the most and, uh, and, 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 uh, um, market the most. Um, so, so for us, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's, it's a great time. And the other thing with Verified Inc. specifically is that, um, most of our users, um, both our, um, our athletes and our fans are not crypto, um, you know, crypto native. They're not, uh, they weren't buying NFTs. Um, they weren't making NFTs before. Uh, and we're bringing a lot of people into this world and we're able to, uh, do that in a very familiar way. Um, and so the, the crypto backdrop, that implosion, that's, uh, not great. Like I'm not very, I'm not happy about that necessarily, but it does provide an opportunity for um, great young companies like Verified Inc. to, to um, make an impact. Okay. And last one on, in that realm, we've discussed a lot, the education, the understanding of everything that's happening here. Um, where are you on the amount of people that understand how to interact in this if they want to? We've tried to simplify it, um, basically to make it as familiar as so. Creating the creating the NFT is just as easy as creating an Instagram post. You, you choose a photo, you choose a video, um, you you choose some colors, and you literally shine with your finger. That's it. And so we found that athletes all pick it up very quickly. They're all on their phones anyways, and these are young athletes from high school to college. Um, that hasn't been a problem. And then on the buyer side, what we, what we're attempting to do there is also make it just as familiar as any other online purchase. Um, so it should be as easy as buying something from Amazon and, uh, and it is for us with the credit card. So we, we can process in credit cards or, uh, or using crypto. And again, 98% of our sales so far have been with credit cards. Oh. Um, over time, we're hoping to, uh, to, kind of uh, educate these users that are on our platform um, and help them move into Web3 and into the crypto world in a safe way. Um, but we're, we know that they're not there today, and that's fine. Aaron Litsky and Nate Slutsky are the co-founders and the co-CEOs of Verified Inc. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. On the next Future Sport Podcast. 
air quality has become a priority for sports teams. The awareness to look for solutions to see if there is any active purification, disinfection, monitoring, something that we see people much more aware and, and requiring. We'll give you one anecdote. Um, Harvard Business School done a study a couple of, uh, two years ago, um, three years ago actually, before the pandemic, asking employees what's the most important thing for them when they're choosing a work. And I will surprise and will tell you that first from line was indoor air quality. Yeah. Um, even before uh, salary, gym, and that's before COVID. That's Roey Friedberg, CEO of Aura Air, who recently cut a deal with the Detroit Pistons to make their arena a safer environment. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.